I heard a nice little statement that helped me catch a truth about how we best move on from this disruptive pandemic restricted life we've all been living or even just when things don't go your way. Here it is. What got you here won't get you there. What got you here won't get you there. That was from a Canadian podcaster named Kerry Newoff. It's an uncomfortable truth, but true. I prefer to depend on things that got me here, rather than other things I'm not sure of will get me there. (laughs) So I think things like, but I've done well in the past, can't that approach just work again? I don't know whether I have the energy to rethink everything again. If I can get incremental results doing what I'm doing now, isn't that good enough? Well, Kerry's thoughts are that as soon as he hears himself thinking those thoughts, he realises it's a terrible way to live. I reckon he's right when he says that in light of the massive distortion we've all been through, what helped you make progress in the past as a person, and maybe if you're a leader, probably won't work as effectively in the future. So here are five things every person has to figure out to go well as we all move on from this pandemic era. Number one, openness. When we are under the pump, it's easier just to close off to people and learning and understanding. Staying open to people so you learn and understand is the harder option. First, you're already overworked and overwhelmed. Who needs more people? Who needs more learning or more understanding? Uh, Second, you're already a bit confused or at least disorientated. Trying new things is the last thing you want to do. It seems that it will just add to your confusion. You can stay closed and eventually you'll hit rock bottom, of course, and then all of a sudden you'll become open. But by that time, a lot of damage is done. So remaining open to people and learning in the middle of feeling confused or challenges is the way to go if you can. And of course, sometimes you can't. You're just not able to do that. You need a bit of self-preservation. I get that. But as soon as you can, or if you can, it's good to open up to what's happening and to people and what's, uh, what it all involves then you'll learn and you'll grow as you open up. Number two, resilience. Kerry had a good definition of resilience. I like it. Getting up one more time than you were knocked down. Sounds good to me. Resilience is the ability to recover quickly from difficulties. Are you resilient? What makes you resilient? The factors vary. Uh, Here's five. An optimistic outlook. Uh, As pie in the sky as that may sound, it's hard to lead or be a person or get anywhere from a position of pessimism. Proper rest. It's amazing how a good night's sleep changes so much. Friends, leadership or just being a human being is often a bit lonely, but it doesn't have to be. There are people around. A life outside of work. Yes, working all the time, ironically, makes you less productive. Hmm... Faith and belief, meaning and purpose make a huge difference. It's worth investing in those things, even when it seems like it's the last thing you want to do. The good news is that we can usually do these things because, you know, by and large, we're in control of these things. Number three, agility. Uh, The best kind of leadership style or the best kind of way to be just a, a contributing person is agile to be agile being agile means being flexible so you can pivot really quickly and you can do it more than once as you need to in whatever conditions are changing whenever things don't go your way you pivot and move 
with some confidence. Good quote here. When the future is unpredictable, agility is ability. That's nice. Flexibility is a superpower in these times. The reason agility is so important is that a crisis means there are no clear answers and no immediate end in sight. Well, that's exactly why it's called a crisis, not just a problem. Problems can be solved. Well, crises probably can't, but they do have to be managed on a daily basis. So as we move into the year ahead, it looks like crisis management will be a skill you'll, you'll have to think about and figure out. And you probably do intuitively anyway, but it's good to kind of think about it in this very unpredictable future. Number four, emotional health. Well, you're only as healthy as you are emotionally healthy, many would say. People who claim to be healthy but are emotionally unhealthy, they're not healthy. People who claim to be great at what they do, who are not emotionally healthy as they do it, uh, can cause a truckload of collateral damage and you might have been on the end of that or you might have even caused some yourself. Being emotionally healthy takes work and that takes courage and ownership of your own progress. You can't blame the government or the boss or the workload or anything else or anybody else for your lack of health on the inside. It's on you to work at with good advice and plenty of assistance uh, wherever you can source that assistance. And this is the last one, pretty interesting, I've never really heard of it. I get it though, the Stockdale Paradox. There is this thing called a Stockdale Paradox. This guy named Jim Stockdale was an American Vice Admiral captured and imprisoned during the Vietnam War. He was held and tortured for seven years. Stockdale said the first people to die in captivity were the optimists, who kept thinking things would get better quickly and they'd be released. They died of a broken heart, Stockdale said. Instead, he argued, the key to survival was to combine realism and optimism. Realism and hope, actually. In his words, this is a very important lesson. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. That is the way to move through this crisis and any crisis, particularly when things don't go your way. Acknowledge and confront the brutal facts, yes, but never lose hope. Well, all the best to you.